I don't know when music died, but it was sick for a long time. Music used to really slap. I want to go back. Music was better. Was better. Was better. Was better. Music was better. The podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Music Was Better, the podcast where we talk about the best songs ever when because they used to be better back then. Not anymore. They're good. They're bad now. Mm-hmm. That's what people think. And YouTube comments that people write those exact words. That's it. My name is Vince. And my third eye ain't blind. Ugh. Your other two might be. My name is Sammers. My little red panties, they pass the test. (laughs) (laughs) Yowza. Starting off X-rated. Let's talk about underwear. That's true. Perv. Uh, Yeah, today we're talking all things third eye blind because (laughs) we ventured outside of the house. And actually went and saw them in concert. Wow, our first concert since like uh, the two, early 2000s. Yeah, music was better back then. <laughs> it was easier but, to but go to concerts. But it was okay. It was just okay? No, it was good. It was good? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I had a great time. Yeah, me too. Uh, my favorite part, you made a lot of friends when I was in the bathroom. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of male friends. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Why are men so annoying? The audacity. I'm just standing there. Don't come up and talk to me and tell me that I'm not being friendly. I don't have to be friendly to you. You're an old man who came up and started talking to me out of nowhere. But you were standing behind the the booth that said friendship booth. <laughs> come here if you want a well, friend. Well, then they shouldn't still have been talking to me because they didn't want a friend. They wanted more than a friend. Because one asshole told me to smile. And I said... Smile at this, and I shove my my fist down his throat. Hell yeah! Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, that was so sick. And that was even before they did sound check. Yeah, sound so, sound check this. Never go to the bathroom ever again. You know, I never will. Because well, yeah, I, I told even, you to wear your catheter. I won't even tell you what happened to me in there. <laughs> what? It was a lot uh, friendlier than what you're describing. <laughs> Okay. Someone give you money? Uh, yeah. Cool. For goods and for services rendered. (laughs) Uh, but hey, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about 3EB, Third Eye Blind. Summertime Life was the lead single from Third Eye Blind's 1997 debut album. The song peaked at number four on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and is the band's most successful single. The song debuted on the charts in July 1997 and spent a total of 43 weeks on there, with the week of April 25th, 1998 being its final appearance on the chart. It is certified gold. Wait, so wait a second. The song's not called Semi-Charmed Kind of Life? Oh yeah. Weird. Well, Semi-Charmed Life... <laughs> if that's its real name, is an alternative rock and power pop song with a rap-influenced singing style. The song's doo-doo-doot refrain was directly inspired by Lou Reed's Walk on the Wild Side. 
Uh, yeah, and so there's nothing original. Not even crystal meth. So the chorus was inspired by Lou Reed, mm-hmm. and the lyrics were inspired by Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes? Remember when she was, like, crazy? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. That was probably why. That was probably about her. When she went crazy in, like, 2011, and this song came out in 1997. <laughs> totally about her. Um, Nothing they, I love more than calling women crazy. They watch, like... Nothing I love more. They watch, like, whatever that show was, and they're like, I know what's The coming. Amanda show? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that show was. Whatever that Amanda Bynes show was. Wouldn't it be creepier if I knew the show? (laughs) I don't know. The song was called one of the most relentlessly sunshiny songs of the 90s by Rolling Stone's James Sullivan, but it has a darker lyrical content. So My Charm Life is about someone falling deeper into crystal meth addiction. In 1997, Jenkins said, Who's Jenkins? Oh, the lead singer, Stephen oh, Jenkins. Stephen Jenkins. songwriter. Said, quote, it's a dirty, filthy song about snorting speed and getting blowjobs. It really is funny that people play it on the radio. I don't know why he was British is instead of California. Yeah, San Francisco accent. <laughs> yeah. <great>. Thanks. <laughs> it is so funny that people it's play so it. It's so funny. And, like, people don't even know what it's about. Yeah. Nobody here knows that this song is about crystal meth. <laughs> that was me in the back of the concert. Nobody knows that this song is about crystal meth when every other like couple is like whispering in each other's ear. You know what this song's about, right? <laughs> Your little red panties. Jenkins has placed a deeper meaning on the song's lyrics, saying, quote, It's a song about always wanting something. It's about never being satisfied and reaching backward to things that you've lost and towards things that you can never get. I think everybody has some identification with that. The storyline is just an extreme example of that condition. I think that's what makes people really relate to Semi-Charm Life. Um, if that's what the song is about, I don't know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he's just saying like a verbose way of saying, like, I want something else. Like, everyone feels that way. Oh. But, like... Not because they're on drugs, but really, people just like to go do 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 do. That's that's it. That's harder for me to understand than like this the second chorus or the second <laughs> set of lyrics. This guy I'm go. It was rose. I take it. I it. Never mind. I actually know them all by heart. Yeah, that's that rap influence singing that you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Wow. Mm. You're so like cool. Are you like hip hop? Are you a hip hopper? You can say that. What's your name, Little Sammers? This Big Sammers. <laughs> <laughs> when asked about mixing the dark lyrics and catchy tune, Jenkins said, in terms of the dark lyrics and the catchy tune... <laughs> in terms of the dark lyrics and the catchy tune, I was just messing with whatever the paradigm was. I've always had a mischievous nature in that way. I'm not a formulaic writer. I don't have some cookie-cutter method. It's whatever is provoking me at the moment, man. Yeah, uh, a lot of people don't like Stephen Jenkins. (laughs) Shocker. Can't can't imagine why. Can't imagine why, reading that. Well, Stephen Jenkins has the sole credit for writing the song, but that has been disputed over the years. Guitarist Kevin Cadigan 
filed a lawsuit for infringement of copyright against Third Eye Blind and Jenkins. Cadigan alleged that he was responsible for co-writing four songs on the album, including Semi-Charm Life, and thus is entitled to 25% of their profits, for which he has not been compensated. On August 21st, 2019, the lawsuit was terminated through voluntary dismissal with prejudice. You know what that means? No. I think it means, like, the judge says, like, I dismiss this, and I'm a racist. <laughs> I dismiss this case, and I'm homophobic. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no idea what that means. I don't know if he got paid or not. Hmm. Well, it seems like it was dismissed. With prejudice, maybe the judge knew about the band already and would have had prejudice yeah, in his ruling. Yeah, it could just be, though, ruling. that uh, the court didn't make a decision, but he might have got paid, you know, oh. that kind of thing. Okay. Additionally, the guitar riff was originally written when Jenkins was part of the rap duo Puck and Zen, <laughs> alongside Detroit rapper Herman Anthony Chun. With the assistance of manager Eric Gottwind, Jenkins and Chun made a $10,000 deal for the former to acquire the rights to guitar riffs that the latter wrote, which would later be incorporated into Semi-Charm Life. This deal gave Jenkins sole authorship of the song. So he didn't even write the guitar riff. Nope. And he, uh, this guy got a really bad deal. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to guess he's probably made more than 10000 if he was a Detroit rapper and you got ten thousand dollars, I mean he could buy one of those houses. Yeah, probably in Detroit. Probably like two of them. <laughs> so maybe maybe you never know who's really making the money on that deal. Yeah, like and meanwhile, uh Stephen Jenkins lives in San Francisco, his rent's probably ten thousand dollars a Oof, month. At least. These landlords are out of control. Kill him. Yeah. Kill them all. Okay, it has been rumored that guitarist Tony Fredianelli, Fred, who had previously auditioned for Third Eye Blind in 1993, had written the song's hook. This guy's just, like, taking it off. Yeah. He's a little sponge. A few notes about the lyrics. The line. Doing crystal meth will lift you up until you break. That's a line in the song? Yeah. What? Yeah. Are you shitting me? Maybe this is why you don't know it. Maybe this is why you don't know that. Oh, okay. Doing Crystal Meth will lift you up until you break was a little racy for some radio stations who played an edited version with the words Crystal Meth distorted. Which is like so cool because the song starts out like, I took a bump. I, I got. Yeah. I'm, I'm holding. I took a bump. And then I bumped again. Yeah. And then I bumped again. But, like, I guess you could. Yeah, and it goes like doing. Ooh, ooh, we'll lift you up until you break it. <laughs> it. It doesn't even, like. It's not silence. It's like a weird noise. It's like. Which is like a lot of people, though, will say, oh, I had no idea this was about that. But, like, maybe they. You know, maybe if you're just like, I bumped again. Oh, yeah, I bumped into the pinball machine. I, I bumped my music right. again. You know, people are... people are Straight into my veins. But they have to actually hear the words crystal meth and be like, what? Crystal yeah. meth? Well, I thought it was about a girl named Crystal Mythe. But yeah, so like a lot of people probably didn't hear it as a kid on the radio, though, you know? And they're mm -hmm. like, I had no idea as a kid singing this, but it's so dark. 
Like maybe Yeah, I didn't either, but then I like learned how to listen. Yeah, or I probably watched some VH1 show that was like, you'll never guess the meaning behind this was, song's uh, lyrics. It was like Michael Ian Black. Yeah. Like, huh. He's like, oh, that was singing about crystal meth. Uh, I do want to say one thing here. Yeah. As someone who's done crystal meth before. Pardon? It will lift you up until you break. <laughs> okay. And it broke me. <laughs> if you need help, please reach out to the Drug Hotline Center. If that's a real thing. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. It's bad. The original line was, I want nothing else. But when the song was eventually released, it was changed to, I want something else. No explanation has ever been given for this. However, recordings of the original can be found. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I want nothing else to get me through this. Nothing except math. But like, that doesn't, you wouldn't say that. I want nothing to get me through this. I want nothing else. Nothing besides meth. That That's sounds, probably how but you the sound your own meth. Oh yeah, but still. <laughs> so the song is about when you're I mean, I need meth. some like some Mountain Dew Code Red too. I mean, come on, be, be yeah. honest. Oh, okay, okay. But I think if I really do think though, if it was, I want nothing else. People wouldn't relate to this song as much. Yeah, it wouldn't. And it's make really sense. it makes the song more of a downer, you know? Yeah. Because like this is a dude or 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 a per- this is a person. Like, hooked on meth, and they're like, I want something else. Yeah. You know, they, they're like, they know they're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. But they're doing, I want nothing else. They're like, I'm doing nothing wrong. Exactly. And I'm just going to do meth for the rest of my life. Yeah, until it breaks me like a Kit Kat. Uh, the group's name could be a reference to a penis, but the third eye is also a metaphysical term in New Age spirituality, referring to a state of enlightenment and is associated with clairvoyance. Why couldn't your third eye be your penis eye? Why couldn't your metaphysical third eye be your penis eye? That would be uh, weird. That's what I want. That would be um, really cool. Open your third eye. I would probably start. <laughs> honestly, I would get into like meditation and yoga if that were the case. Yeah. Funny. The song was actually written well before Third Eye Blind was formed? During his time as a struggling musician in San Francisco, Jenkins recalls sitting in a room with future four non-blonde singer and songwriter Linda Perry, who worked as a waitress down the street, performing their original compositions to one another. The two played each other early versions of Semi-Charred Life and What's Up, both of which would later become massive hits for their respective bands. It would be decades later that Jenkins realized the songs performed in that private session would sell a combined 17 million records. You know, you know, what's up, right? Yeah. The Hey song? You want me to sing it? No. You don't like when I sing on the podcast. I don't know and what you're I talking died. about. Oh my god, did I cry? I tried all hard I did cry. Yeah. And I said, I really like this. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I really like this. But that... (laughs) uh, It's so funny, that last line. Like, why is that last line there? Decades later, Stephen Jenkins is like, you know, we we sat there and did... We sang songs that had 17 million sales. This is some quick math, Linda Perry. I mean, no, no big deal, Linda, but like, Probably 12 of them were mine and five of them were yours, but, uh, you know, whatever. Whatever. 
In 2015, when Song Facts asked Stephen Jenkins how he felt about this song, he replied, quote, I don't feel like it's really mine. It's participating in the experiences that other people are having with it. What the fuck? What the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, based on what we learned earlier, it's probably not really his. <laughs> I don't even know what but at this that point, at this mean. point, At this point, it's all about the fans <sighs> and how, they, how much they like it. Yeah. It's not even about Steve-O anymore. Oh, Steve-A. Stevie-J. Steve-A. You know Stephen Jenkins is spelled with an A, people. Stefan. S-T-A-P-H-A-N. S-T-E-P-H-A-N. Even weirder. (laughs) (laughs) Semi-Charm Life has been in numerous movies and television shows over the years, including in the original trailer for 2000's The Tigger Movie, which which caused controversy. A Disney spokes <laughs> A Disney spokeswoman said that she was not aware of the sexual content within the song's lyrics and the trailer was eventually pulled. Is there any proof of that? Yeah, there's tons of uh writing I, there's and I think there is. Is there a video? I think it's on YouTube, yeah. Oh my gosh, I got to watch that. Here's the thing. If I'm going through all child's media, if there is one character that crystal meth will lift up till they break, that's Tiggers. It is Tigger. The wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers a wonderful thing. Their tops are made of rubber. The bottoms are made of the spring. They're bouncy, trouncy, flouncy, flouncy, fun, 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 fun. The wonderful thing about Tiggers is I love math, 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 math. <laughs> 2000s just hit different. You know that Tigger movie was a, crazy. I have a bounce around Tigger down here somewhere. Should we like start it up and be like, do you like math? I don't know what a bounce around Tigger is. It was like a Tickle Me Elmo, but it is a Tigger and it hops. We you have that on. in our basement? Yeah, I, I got it. I don't know you at all. I think it's somewhere. I used to be obsessed with Tigger, dude. I loved Tigger. It was my favorite Winnie the Pooh character because you had to have one. Yeah. I had like a big stuffed Tigger and my mom was like, we're going to Toys R Us and you can get one toy and I chose the big stuffed Tigger. Uh, One time someone was like, oh, you know who you remind me of? Eeyore. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's called clinical depression. (laughs) They should have met you when you were on math. They would have said Tigger. <laughs> the official music video for Summer Charm Life has 22 million views on YouTube. Not bad. Not bad. So, what'd you think about when they play this live? I was like, about damn time. Yeah, this is like the encore. Yeah. But it was good. It was like how I like live songs to be, which is, like, as close to the original as it can yeah. be, because that's what I'm used to. <laughs> how you like live songs to be? They, the band walks up and presses play yep, on the CD. Much, pretty much. <laughs> While showing the music video and on the screen. And then leave the stage. Yeah, yeah. and then leave. Mm-hmm. And all the other people leave. What did you think? Oh, it was great. It was great. This is like, wow. Yeah. It's like people of all ages, you know? Yeah, it really was. Fun. There was, like, uh, some friends of the family that we saw who probably weren't even born when this came out, but they were dancing like and like nobody's business. Yeah. Crazy. You know what else is crazy? What? The YouTube comments oh, on this song. 
You ain't gonna believe it. I probably will not. You ain't gonna believe it. But I have it. to. Okay. Let's read them. Uh, first comment comes from 82 Pythons. Uh, no. S- scary. Yeah. For those of us who actually grew up listening to this song in high school, Semi-Charmed Life is the music equivalent of a massive dose of opiates. Hmm. And it's still the greatest pop song ever made. <laughs> um, wow, guess I know what taking a massive dose of opiates is like now. I mean, actually you don't, because opiates are the opposite of meth. Oh. And this like song's written to like... Give you the feeling of doing meth, like the the speed and mm-hmm. poppiness of it, the sunshininess. Oh. And opiates make you uh, not move and shit yourself, so cool. cool. <laughs> That's what 82 pythons would do. Here's a comment from Grungeroni. <laughs> oh, <ooh. laughs> Talk about ordering a pizza in the 90s. Oh, that's how you order your pizza in Seattle, I think. You just stole my joke! I changed it to Seattle! <laughs> you started saying it before I was even done. You didn't then I guess I didn't you steal didn't it. You didn't laugh at mine! Mine was funny. Yours is funny, too. I like it. When your, when your pizza shows up wearing a flannel. <laughs> Why are you being such a grungeroni? <laughs> I've heard of the pizza dr- delivery driver having B.O., but the pizza itself? <laughs> it has onions. <laughs> Uh, well, Grungeroni writes... Oh, yeah, I forgot they wrote a comment. I thought we were just ordering pizza. This song literally personifies nostalgia. The sun? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not what those words mean. <laughs> this song literally <laughs> personifies... I mean, they got, oh. like, two or three words of that sentence correct, so that's... That's, yeah, that's, that's good. Good job, Grungy, Grungy Roni. To be fair, stealing your nickname. They never graduated high school. Grungy Roni didn't. Those grunge singers, they didn't need oh, it. Oh yeah, they, they didn't did. need it. They had vibes. They had, they had the music. Uh, let's read another comment from eight two three nine four Forest. <laughs> My son was three when this song came out, and I could care less. <laughs> About your son? Now, I play it all the time. Reminds me of my son! And great old memories. We change as we get older. Remember to be humble as possible. Yeah, they, they could not care about their kids. doesn't give a shit about their son. When my son's three, I'd not give a fuck. <laughs> I could care less. Oh my god. Wait, now they, they play the song all the time because it reminds them. Oh yeah, didn't I used to of have their a three-year-old kid? son? <laughs> That's long since been taken away yeah. by CPS. It reminds me of my son. <laughs> son stands for um, supposed offspring no more <laughs> that's the that name of my bad. that's the name of my offspring cover band supposed <laughs> offspring nope. no more nope nope <laughs> there you go wow 
I thought I had mommy issues. <laughs> Seriously, that... Or daddy. Uh, 82395 Forest is going to have a rough upbringing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's read a comment from Pineapple Jack. <laughs> Why does this comment section have the... Uh, creme de la creme of usernames. This is a new segment I'm trying out. <sighs> oh, okay. It's called That Happened. Oh, boy. I mean, you guys know that. You know that that happened deal. A lot of people have done it. But I'm going to do it now. <laughs> well, that, this comment's going to happen now. Back when I was younger, my local radio station was taking requests. I called in and requested Cocaine by Eric Clapton. That sucks, sucks. Mm-hmm. The guy refused and told me that their station doesn't support drug use. <laughs> so I said, play Third Eye Blind, Semi-Charm Life. <laughs> and he accepted that request and played it. Funny, I never called him out for being so naive, but I still think about it. <laughs> oh my gosh, highlight of your whole fucking life. <laughs> if, if it even it happened. happened. <laughs> Pineapple like, Jack. I think if you want to listen to Cocaine by Eric Clapton, you'd be like, I don't think your second choice would be Third Eye Blind. And I don't think a radio station who would play bo- would play both of those songs. Maybe now they would, like, 80s, 90s, and today, but whenever this person was younger, one would be on, like, classic rock, and one would be on, like, alternative now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking liar. We cracked you, Pineapple Jack. Fucking 1.4 thumbs up. Can you play 1.4 thousand thumbs up? I'm gonna rip all your thumbs off, you fucking sheep. (laughs) (laughs) I would be like, can you play uh, Darling Nikki by Prince? (laughs) I'd be like, can you play um, Butt Chugging by me? (laughs) (laughs) It's when you do a beer bong in your butt. And you have uploaded that to Spotify? Yep. Check it out. Butt Chugging by me. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, don't don't search that. It's probably bad news. You'll be put on a watch list. What are you, like a Canadian children's TV star? Huh? Uh, Blippy, don't don't look that up though. Okay. There's like We've a gone too far. there's like a children's TV star called Blippy. Okay. And they did a Harlem Shake video where they shit on their friend. Ew! Stop! Stop! What? This podcast. Here's another this comment. This song made us go off the rails. <laughs> Here's a comment from someone who hopefully has never done that. Oh, hopefully this didn't happen. Oh, you mean shit no? Out hopefully their has never done okay, what I just said. Okay. John Daw. John Daw has hopefully never done that. John Daw. But John Daw did write. Nineteen ninety seven. Life was good. I was drinking a twelve ounce surge <laughs> and munching sour cream and onion Doritos. Give a thumbs up if you remember. Then I got the phone call. My best friend was dead from a highway car crash. Oh, oh no! How can I put it into words? I don't. I turned the dang speakers up and blast this in rush hour. LOL. Miss you, Eric. Oh my god, John! Are you okay? The fact that you end a sentence with the sideways smiley face tongue sticking out guy? 
And then the next sentence is that your best friend died? Oh my god. Yeah, seek, uh, seek, seek, seek therapy. Also, sour cream and onion Doritos? Yeah, I don't, I don't that remember that. I don't remember that, but hey, 1997? It's a long time you ago. You never know. I mean, sorry, John, yikes. Also, like, Surge, that's not a thing anymore, right? No. So it's like... They're just like naming all these things. That yeah, they should exist. have said three D Doritos. I was I was watching a a movie on my VHS tape. There's nothing on the TV that I tuned with my antenna, so I put on a VHS <laughs> tape with my VCR. That's when I got the call <laughs> on my rotary phone. <laughs> yeah, I did not let it go to my answering machine because my tape was full. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point you bring up. Is that did okay? Probably didn't have a cell phone. Nineteen ninety seven. Some people did, but not not many. Yeah. So did he's like get the call home? My best friend was dead. Yeah, I guess. Then get it from a car crash. And be like, you know what I should do? Go for a drive during rush hour. Yeah. And play this song. Yeah. I mean, hey, whatever you got to do to deal with your trauma, but... This one's for you, Eric. We mi- we miss you. We miss you, Eric. So does John. Pouring a surge out. Pouring a surge out for you. No, don't. They're with big money, I think. Okay, I want to play... <laughs> <laughs> want to play a game? I don't know. I'm scared. Okay, here's the rules. Okay, I guess I'm playing. I'm going to start reading a long comment. Okay. And you see how long you can last before you tell me to stop. Okay, start the clock. This one comes from Christina, who writes, I want something else to get me through this life. Even when they didn't realize it, so much of the 90s music has a sort of spiritual yearning. That is missing (laughs) from today's music. They may not have realized it at the time. But that yearning is for a relationship <laughs> with God. Stop! Jesus it. died stop, for his sins and rose again. Stop. He is God. He loves you. No, no way! Oh my God! Then oh then, my God! The whole thing. Then there's like multiple. Goes on to be about God. Multiple more words about God. Oh my God! Somehow the uh, H and the G's are all capitalized. So this person's on meth. This person's on that church meth. <laughs> the body of the body of crystal. <laughs> <laughs> the blood of crystal meth. Wow. <laughs> oh man, Christina. I'm not. I'm not much of a religious guy, but uh, do you have any pamphlets for this? <laughs> yeah, come with me to my van. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, let's move away from him and to Uncle Jezza. <laughs> Uncle Jezza writes, it won't be fully realized for at least 100 years that the 90s were the pinnacle of human civilization. <laughs> if you were young during that period, celebrate. <laughs> like, celebrate then or celebrate now? I guess when you, was I supposed to celebrate? You might as well celebrate now because it's the pinnacle. It's all downhill after the 90s. Oh, and we're still going downhill, huh? Oh my gosh. Well... I'll tell you one thing that has gone uphill since then. My bra size. <laughs> Today's sponsor, bras. I'll tell you one thing that's gone uphill since then. The rent. Oh, uh, gas prices. My blood pressure. Ay, caramba. <laughs> Terrible. 
You should really get that looked at. My bra size? Your blood pressure. No. <laughs> We're worried about you. Shut the fuck up. She's read the next comment. <laughs> I'm fine. She's <laughs> giving me more than that, Well, why? While Sam does this method, I just gave her. Uh, let's no. get a comment from Lakaframa Lama. God, I need more. Sadly, kids these days will never know these kind of simple times. I can't imagine in 20 years people longing for those great face tattooed rappers of their youth. <laughs> Wait. That really will be the end of civilization. In like twenty years' time, when people are like, oh, I miss those things. Let's go see uh, what's that guy's name? Oh, Takashi Six Nine. Uh, Takashi Six Nine's doing his uh, reunion tour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wish the I miss the good old days when the username was easy, like Laka from Lama. It's one of these kind of simple times when. A guy just sang a five-minute song about doing crystal meth. Yep. Ugh, take me back. Take me. Music was better. (laughs) I got a comment from Chris Knight. Not Chris Day. Uh, uh, Knight with a K. K -K. K-K. is so wrong with a semi-charmed kind of life that he needs more to get through it anyway? Life wasn't meant to be easy. We're not all born into royalty. Some people aren't even lucky enough to be semi-charmed. They don't need to hit the meth to make it better. Cool point. What is their point? (laughs) Some people don't do drugs. Most people don't listen to lyrics, and some people listen to them, like, in a really weird way. Yeah. Like, they're being, like, accused of something. Mm -hmm. It's like, no. You just sit down, Chris Kringle. Sit down down finally i have our last comment from jenica johnson can anyone else in their early 30s relate to hearing this song on the radio or while riding the school bus in high school jamming out to it and having no idea what the song was even about anyone can anyone relate? No. <laughs> no, I can't. I never had to ride the bus to school. I was a townie girl. The third single off Third Eye Blind's debut album was How's It Going to Be? The song peaked at number nine on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, giving Third Eye Blind their second entry on the chart and their second top ten hit. On the 1998 year-end charts, the song peaked at number 67 on the Canada Top Singles chart and number 11 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart, respectively. This is another one, like, it's not called How's It Gonna Be? Yeah. How is it going to be? How's it going to be when Doth win four (laughs) score and seven years ago and I had a... A never-ending story. The song debuted on the charts on December 6, 1997, and spent a total of 52 weeks on the chart, with the week of November 28, 1998 being its final appearance. 
Wouldn't the week of December 6th, 52, a full year? That would be 53, because you're back, oh, you're fuck. all the way back around. Oh, fuck. Time uh, wow. is fucking that's, weird. That's crazy. Nothing, uh, you know, uh, here's how you know music was better. Nothing uh, lasted that long, lasts that long now. You're telling me. Uh, hasn't, hasn't, um, that killer song. Mr. Brightside, hasn't that been on the charts, like, forever? Or is that just an urban legend? Well, I guess we'll have to do it and find out. Oh! Jealousy turning <laughs> According to Jenkins, the song is about the end of a relationship, duh, in the transition to acquaintanceship. He described the song's meaning on the HBO sure, sure, HBO show Reverb. Quote, how's it going to be? Started with an auto harp that Kevin was playing. It's an antique instrument and it inspired a nostalgic emotional condition in me. <laughs> condition. <laughs> and the lyrics really came out of that very quickly. I think the song's just about the fear you have when you've been close friends and that gets knocked back to becoming acquaintances again. So I think it's sort of a song about the emotional side of mortality. <laughs> Um, you were talking about friendship, and then you talk about mortality? Dude, this guy is fucking crazy. I'm glad he didn't talk much at the concert. Yeah, I'm really surprised that he didn't. Maybe he did, and we just I mean, I guess, I guess I see what he's saying there. Like, that makes you feel old. That makes you feel like life's over. Not having friends anymore or whatever. Wow, another thing... The song can depress me about. I thought it was just about like the end of a relationship. Oh it has no! To be about the end of my fucking life. No, it's about all your like old friends that you're not friends with anymore. Yeah, but it doesn't have to make me think about dying. Well, you're only gonna lose so many more friends before you pass away. The official music video has 24 million views on YouTube, more than Summer Charm Life. Yeah, maybe that. Uh, I mean, maybe that's because. Uh, you can't turn on the radio and not hear Semi-Charmed Life. <laughs> so people are like, hey, what's that other song with them? I gotta find that. Yeah, that could be. Uh, not many more facts about this song. So here's a few quotes about Stephen Jenkins as compiled by The Ringer. Oh boy, oh boy, this could be good, huh? I don't hate him. I just don't like him. He has no soul. He's really just a cock. Rob Thomas. <laughs> Rob Thomas then added, uh, he's not smooth. He's not like... The ocean. Under the moon. <laughs> What's the line about Mona Lisa? Call, Spanish yeah, he Charlotte calls, Mona Lisa. Spanish Harlem Mona Lisa. <laughs> he is not my Spanish Harlem Mona Lisa. He's <laughs> more like a Basquiat or... Pablo Picasso. Us. <laughs> Stephen Jenkins is a total megalomaniac freak. He's so narcissistic that he's not really capable of rational thought. <laughs> Kevin Cadigan, former lead guitarist and Stephen Jenkins' bandmate in Third Eye Blind. <laughs> so he's not in the band anymore? No, I, I, I mean, I figured once he sued them, like that, oh. was pro that was probably the end, but... It did surprise me of what he was wearing at the concert we went to. 
Was it all? It was all white. Yeah, it right? was like all white, and I think it was all denim, and it was like really baggy flare pants and a white denim jacket. Like at first, I thought he was dressed like Elvis, but then I realized it was all denim. Like it wasn't flattering, so I don't know why he would pick to wear that. It, it's it's obviously a metaphor that's way too above my head, but I, you know, I would think right he would. It's almost like a jail uniform, you know, and it's like his own prison that he built to have to sing semi-charm kind of life, like every day of his life. Yeah, with his band. (laughs) With with probably none of the original members. Yeah, they're just just some animatronics. Stephen Jenkins has caused a lot of misery in, in his lifetime. He's a net negative as a person. John Vanderslice. San Francisco singer songwriter and producer. That's uh John Vanderslice. That's where I think I told you uh, they did this, like thing on the Truanon podcast about his recording studio, and oh. that was like one of the the anecdotes he gave was like, yeah, one time Stephen Jenkins from Third Eye Blind rode up on his motorcycle and was a total dick, and I just told him to fuck off. <laughs> Vanderslice. Hey, I'll have a Vanderslice of Grungeroni, please. <laughs> <laughs> After the third eye blind guy told me he fucked my girlfriend, he told me I was a wordsmith like Jim Morrison. Max Collins, frontman, Eve Six. Another <laughs> 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 band with a number in it. What are they saying? Crap, what is that song called? Oh, wanna tip my tender, hard in a blender. I just been around, look how beautiful oblivion. I'm never then I'm through with you. But what's it called? Um, it's called it's called like um Inside Out? Sure. Upside down? Upside out. Inside right? Inside in. Right side down. Inside inside out. It's inside out. Mm-hmm. Good job. Uh yeah, that's a good uh Pixar movie too. Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of Up. Oh. Um, I was thinking of Shrek. Embarrassing question. Did they play this at the concert? I think they ended with this. Which we totally remember, and it was amazing. I remember, obviously, and it was amazing. It was my favorite song about mortality. <laughs> yeah, so that's your that's your favorite song. You know, what did we say last week? We're going to do, we're going to do, you know, we're not doing no more California girls, we're gonna do something we really like. California guys. Yeah, we're gonna do California guys. Uh, and hey, that's your favorite song. You love it. So, yeah, favorite song of all time. You know, I'm bet I'm betting that some other people really love this song too. Bet. And I bet they wrote about it in the YouTube comments. Bet. Bet. So, here's the first comment from Melissa Melius. (laughs) Melissa Smellius? (laughs) This is a very deeply emotional song I will have played at my funeral. (laughs) I remember this song being played when the Bulls won the championship and Michael Jordan was retiring for the first time. No way. Yeah, that's that's not correct. He retired for the first time in 95, so... Why would they play this? Yeah, song? like if it's deeply emotional, <laughs> like we did, it, guys, we won, oh we're God. the champions. 
Uh, when Giannis gone. retires, I hope they play this like, at, the, at the Buck Stadium. How's it gonna be when I don't free throw? <laughs> I really think they're thinking of a different song. I th- oh my gosh! If they played anything, they would they would have played a uh, time of time of your life, you know, by Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they would have played. Um, I believe I can fly by R. Kelly because didn't they play that a lot for Michael Jackson? Yeah. Michael Jordan. (laughs) Because the Bulls are canceled. Yeah. That's why. Okay, let's move up to another comment from Sabrina Goading. Instead of saying move up, I should say, let's scroll down to another comment from Sabrina Goading. This song still hurts. Two years after a guy I ended a relationship with, posted it on his FB. I was so hurt when I realized that he wasn't even going to be my friend. I only did what I did to help both of us. We are friends now, but I don't think he ever truly forgave me. He won't even talk to me this time of year. <gasps> Which eight months, I guess that would be Christmas time, what? eight months ago. So like, oh like Christmas gosh. time, he won't even talk to me. Like, oh, I dumped him. Why would he be my friend? <laughs> right. I was so hurt that I dumped him. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't get what I wanted out of this thing. Well, yeah. he really didn't get what he wanted out of this thing. He <laughs> those little red panties. I can't believe there are no comments about that. I looked. I looked. Believe me. I'm sure you did. Uh, scrolling to Will Adventure 4 Adventures. <laughs> Will Adventure for Adventures? Yeah, Will... Oh, well, I get it. They will adventure for adventures. <laughs> hey. Okay. I thought it was a business, like a guy named Will Adventure. For Adventures. Yeah, he only sells four adventures. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Willa writes, <laughs> Fight for your life. Fight for your kids. Fight for your spouse. Fight like your sanity depends on it. This song helps. Brought my wife and myself from the brink. Fuck war. Fuck evil. Keep fighting the good fight. FJB. Oh, Jesus! Uh, if Will if Will Adventure and his wife get divorced, he's going to slap one of them stickers. I did that. Joe Biden. <laughs> On, like, the judge's desk. <laughs> yeah, on the <laughs> divorce papers. Yeah. Oh, my God. Unfortunately, not our uh, first divorce-related comment. Oh. But we'll get to that soon. Oh, boy. Divorce court. Here's a comment from Exist Outside the Box. <laughs> okay, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I first heard this six months ago as my ex fiance left me for another. After four years of memories with her and her two kids I raised. Oh. This song breaks my heart. But it helps, too. <laughs> Wait, so his ex, their ex-fiance left me for another? For another ex-fiance? <laughs> <laughs> okay, after four years of memories and the kids I raised. Hey, guess what? If you're only with those kids for four years, they, you didn't raise shit. They ain't no. gonna remember you. No way. No way. I went to four years of high school. I don't remember shit. Hey, man. What were we talking about? 
How would you find this song for the first time, like, six months ago or a year ago? Oh, you yeah. Know? How do you do that? How do you find this for the first time in 2021? This probably 12. They just Googled, Googled like, good song for divorce when ex-fiance leaves me for another <laughs> after four years of memories with her and her two kids I raised. You should try it. See what comes up. <laughs> what am I searching? Good song. Good song. Good song. For when. For when. Ex-fiance. Ex-fiance. Or should it be Should it be just fiance? I don't know. Just write it like the comment. Ex-fiance. Left me for another. Left left me for another. After four years After of memories. After four years of memories. With her and her two kids I raised. Okay. Let's see what a good song would be. Oh. The first thing that comes up is 115 songs about reunited love and getting back together. Oh no. From a website called Spin Diddy. Spin Diddy. Number one is Whatever It Takes by Lifehouse. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Another list from Spin Diddy 140 songs about breakups, heartbreak, and divorce. Ooh. Anything. Number one, number one, number one. One is the loneliest number. I'm moving on by Rascal Flats. The fuck? Tears Dry on Their Own by Amy Winehouse. Since You've Been Gone. Well, I guess we have plenty of songs to keep doing this. I don't know. I don't know where they find these songs from. (laughs) I guess you guys... I guess the only way you can really find this is if you exist outside the box. Mm. Here's another comment from Dana Imperial. (laughs) This tune, classic. Those who you thought were real, genuine, were just pretending and using you. Sad, but better this way. Keep it real, or just keep it, Blue Heart. It's written like a poem. Didn't read like one, though. Nope. I couldn't follow. Couldn't follow that? No. (laughs) I I kind of zoned out (laughs) after you said classic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's zone on to Sarah Campbell. Chicken noodle. Love this song and band. Really miss this type of music that had actual meaning, emotion, and the bands actually played instruments. Cannot believe this song is over 20 years old. Was in my damn 20s when this came out. Now in 40s! <laughs> Time flies by so quickly. The lead singer has gorgeous eyes as well as a wonderful voice. Stay safe. Peace. Stay safe! <laughs> Peace emoji. Oh my, well, it sounds like we found the one person on earth who likes Stephen Jenkins. Stephen Jenkins. Yep. Jennings? Jenkins. Jenkins. He has beautiful eyes. Uh, I guess that makes his narcissism worth it. See, it's crazy that Third Eye Blind wrote the last song that had actual meaning and emotion. That's pretty wild. but I mean, I guess they have a right to, he has a right to be a narcissist since he did that. Because he wrote the last song that has meaning. Does it give him right to be a megalomaniacal narcissist? I don't remember what he said. I don't remember what Kevin said. He has no soul. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, Here is a comment, speaking of narcissism, (laughs) from Colonel William, N-O-Y-D-B. 
when I had found out my wife had been cheating on me when I was on my fifth tour of duty. Uh-oh. I played this song when I pulled up to a stoplight, rolled down the window, and a friend reached in and served her the divorce papers right in front of me while this song played. Best day of my life. What? He he was in a truck. She was in the passenger seat. Oh. He put this on the radio. And then he made a friend stand outside the and truck. S- and serve her divorce papers, like, at the stoplight. So, so, he, could, so he could still, see her. They still had to, like, drive together wherever they were going. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, I mean, he's in the military, so he's a psychopath, but he's, he's like, he wanted to see her, like, yeah. cry. He wanted to see her mad. So imagine he's driving around for hours, like, requesting this on the radio station. Like, <laughs> play it at this time. Like, and then, like, a few minutes go by. He's like, what the fuck? Just driving around I just around got back forever. from my fifth door duty. Please play the fucking <laughs> yeah. song. And the friend is, like, behind them, like, at every stoplight trying to get out of the car to give her the divorce papers. He's like, not this one. Not this one. The song's not on yet. <laughs> wow. That's some cold ass shit. That's the real. I mean, yeah, that probably did not feel good to be cheated on, but come on. Yeah, it's dark. You were. Don't tell me you weren't messing around on your five tours. <laughs> uh, here's a comment from Chloe De La Manche. De La Mancha. De, de Ma. Chloe De, de Malmanche. Doesn't, doesn't seem right. Uh, dear everyone I was friends with, worked oh. with, and even dated in the 90s. Oh. I just wanted to say thank you for being part of my life back then. The memories, fun, and good times. Even though we are no longer friends and you're not in my life anymore, <clears throat> I often think about you all. Ew. I hope you're all doing well and having a happy life. I'll always remember you all. Ew. Yeah, I just figured we could take this time to to deliver any messages to old friends that we're not uh, friends with anymore. Do you have any? Um, I'll forgive you. I'll wait. What does she say in the hills? They say to forgive and forget. I can forgive you, but I'll never forget what you did to me. Or maybe it's I can forget you. But I'll never forgive you. Okay, let me start over. Ask me the question again. <laughs> Do you have any messages for people you are used to be friends with, worked with, or even dated? Yeah. They say you should forgive and forget. But you know, I can forget those people, but I'll never forgive them for what they did to me. <laughs> How about you? Um, I would just say I don't feel this way. I don't care how you're. I don't care how you're doing, or if you have a happy life. I try to forget you every day. Yeah, you'll forget them, but you'll never forgive them. No, I'll forget them, and you'll forget to forgive them. I just won't even think about. I don't even need to forgive because it won't even be a thought in my mind. Mm. Everyone needs to forgive me. Or ask for 
me to forgive them. <laughs> what, did you, what did everyone do to you? Mm, don't ask. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I'm feeling like you might have deserved it, whatever it was. Oh! Wow. <laughs> now you're on the list. I can forget you, but I'll never forgive <laughs> you say for it again, that maybe. to me. Maybe say that one more time. I can forget you, but I'll never forgive you for making a wait, joke of mine. Wait, what did you say? I, I, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I can forget you, but I'll never forgive you for making a joke of Sorry, you had something in your throat there at the end. I didn't quite hear you. I don't know you. <laughs> Speaking of men you don't know, uh, let's read a comment from Tim O'Neill. I don't know him. <laughs> wow. This song has always been in the background of my life without realizing it. <laughs> oh, God. Just seen the SNL rerun where this band was the weekly guest. It almost stopped me in my tracks when I heard it. No, it didn't. You're on the fucking couch, dude. But- you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, stop you in your tracks is like if you're moving. No, he's like watching Hulu on his commute. And, <laughs> he's like, and he just like stops and turns around like, what? Like, this song has been on my whole life. I've, I always watch this rerun of SNL. This song that's really popular from uh, 25 years ago is, did I still hear it on the radio? That band was once so popular there on SNL. I don't believe it. Why are you saying S? Why are you saying that weird S N L? It's funny. <laughs> it's like this guy thinks he's in his own personal Truman Show. Yeah, and this song is like playing constantly. <laughs> it's like, why would it be this song? If it is, you have the saddest life. He thinks uh, he's in the Truman Show, but he's really in Memento. He can't remember more than five seconds ago. Oh, yeah, I totally get that joke. (laughs) Yeah, I bet the star of Memento is like, I can forget you, but I will never forgive you. That's actually, I think that's literally the plot. (laughs) I'm Memento. You should call me Memento. That's literally the whole movie. You just spoiled it for all our listeners. Sorry. Here's a, our final, our final, final, final comment that you will not forget or forget. <laughs> oh shit! Comes from Jovan Jones. <laughs> Fake name. <laughs> I go straight to the comment section of early '80s, '90s, and early 2000s rock and pop, but not not, but not late '80s, not late, 80s. <laughs> late '90s, late 2000s. <laughs> No, the 90s is that it's an oh. early 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. So just not oh. the late 80s, basically. Okay, or, or late 2000s. Or the late 2000s. Anyway, so it says, I go straight to the comment section of early 80s, 90s, and early 2000s rock and pop. And it fills my heart with contentment. <laughs> Wait. Content. Oh, con- okay. Sorry. Seeing how many of us have the same experiences. Suffer from... Suffer from nostalgia and ultimately want to be united. We're more divided than ever before. I'm wondering how long the world will last. I'm wondering... How's it gonna be? Oh, Jesus Christ. Get away from me. (laughs) Fucking Joe Van Jones. No. 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 I can't believe you got me with that comment. I am quitting the podcast and I will never forgive you. 
But I will forget you. <laughs> Third Eye Blind. Yeah. Would you see him again? Yeah, I mean, he's a narcissist, so it's like you always just want to see more and more and more. So narcissists draw you and they abuse you. And then they're like, me, 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 look at me. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, he abused us by playing like 10 songs off their latest album. Oh, never heard of them. Uh, I don't know the words of these ones, so I don't like them. Uh, Skip? Oh, why is my <laughs> Skip button broken? Uh, Mr. Jenkins? Would it be funnier if... Okay, because the way... He played, like, a couple songs spread... Like, the the more popular songs. Yeah. Spread throughout the main set and then uh-huh. finished off with their two biggest hits. Mm-hmm. Would it be funnier to just play the... All four of your hits first? All your four biggest hits first? And then just play other stuff and just, like, watch people slowly file out? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Like, I think, the, I think that was really end, what he was, was afraid like, of. There was a lot emptier by the end, but it was also, like, midnight. Oh, my God, that's so late. Everyone there was like, this is so late. Who would ever stay up this late? Um, It's so late. Midnight and we're still out in public? Oh, my God, we got to go home. And me and Vince were just like, oh, this is so early for us. Yeah, like, this is, oh, midnight? This is when I wake up. I <laughs> <laughs> I finally feel like myself for the first time. Yeah. This is after my first Red Bull kicks in at call midnight. Me, call me Dracula, because I only come alive at night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Team Jacob. <laughs> uh, yeah, always a, always, a, always a swell time. Just like this podcast is always a swell time. Yeah. But yeah, so if you want some more of this podcast, you can find it on social media. At Music Was Better. Yeah, Twitter. TikTok, Facebook. Instagram. Yep, check it out. Or head to our link tree. Link tree slash music was better. We also have a Spotify playlist with all our songs on it that we've covered. You can also find the link to that, the link to subscribe. Oh, on the link tree. On the link tree. So, So make sure you subscribe. If you have any friends... Who you have forgiven and not forgotten. You should recommend this podcast to them. Yeah. Or, you know, haven't forgiven nor forgotten. But you're holding on to them for revenge. (laughs) If you have any friends who have been uh, lifted up until they broke from Crystal Meth, (laughs) send them my way. I need someone to relate to. (laughs) (laughs) until next time my name is vince divided more than ever before i wonder how long the world will last oh well my name is sammers the original grungeroni (laughs) well thanks for listening we'll be back next time with more songs that are good and comments that are bad Oh, shit. (laughs) I should have thought that like 10 episodes ago. (laughs) That's pretty good. It is. I'm changing our Twitter header to say that. All right. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Good night. I said, is this true?